0: Welcome to a very refreshing hour of business talk. This is HR Trends with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best run business is run SAP. You'll hear from the innovators who know how to use game changing technologies and strategies to shake up the status quo in human resources and help your organization move in exciting new directions. Now, here's your host and moderator, Bonnie D. Graham.
1: Want to run with the game changers? You're in the right place. Welcome to HR Trends with Game Changers. This is episode number five in our series. We are live. Today is Tuesday, October 8th, 2013. Let me tell you about today's show. The Buzz Today, HR. Of course, this is HR Trends. Let me tell you what we're specifically talking about. Here's a reality check for your company. Your CEO may be proudly telling the world that talent, human resources, is a top priority on your company's agenda. Isn't that wonderful? But when your business managers meet face-to-face, nose-to-nose, eyeball-to-eyeball to discuss the ranking of the strategic importance of your company's departments, hmm, what happens? Does HR rate lower than sales? Does it go behind marketing? Is it underneath finance or IT or, worst case, Does HR come in dead last behind all of the other departments? little disconnect there. I have three great experts on the panel today, and we're going to talk about this issue. First, we'll be hearing from Jill McGillan. Next turn, we'll find out what that is. And she is the famous, maybe infamous, work advice columnist known as Ask Jill. And she sent me the following quote stated by, well, I'll let you guess, and I'll tell you, no matter what people tell you, words and ideas can change the world. Okay, those of you who are movie buffs, Dead Poets Society, 1989. Yes, it is that old. The character John Keating, written by N.H. Kleinbaum. We'll talk to Jill in just a moment. Joining us today also is Simon Mitchell from DDI. That is Development Dimensions International. We're going to call it DDI for the rest of the show, but you know what it is. And he quotes Bob Thacker, the Office Mac Senior VP of Marketing and Advertising. And Simon sent me this quote. All advertising is unwanted, so if you're going to crash the party, bring some champagne with you. Well, I'm ready for champagne, even though it's only noon here in New York. We'll be talking to Simon in just a minute. And rounding out our panel today is Bridget McGinnis Day from SAP. I love this quote. She's quoting Oscar Wilde, author and very famous playwright. He said, Be yourself. Everyone else is taken. Amen to that, Bridget. We'll be hearing from her in just a minute. So join us for a very candid conversation on business model trends, the HR-led business. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Again, welcome to HR Trends with Game Changers. So glad you're happy. Glad you're happy to be with us. We're happy to have you. If you're not listening live, the show will be repeated. It's on podcast, on demand shortly after the live show. Tell anybody you know who's interested in the HR-led business or any of Today's hot HR trends topics to find us on the Business <clears throat> Channel on Voice America World Talk Radio. Let me tell you who my panelists are today. Let's get to know them. First up is Jill McGillan, best known for the weekly work advice column, Ask Jill, and for her skills as a presenter, a trainer, and consultant to Bay Area and global organizations. She founded the San Francisco-based Next Turn in 2001 to share her passion for leadership training and team building. Jill is one of only 15 Wiley DISC, D-I-S-C Behavioral Style Certified Instructors in the United States. She also created the Calm in Conflict, that's trademarked, Resolution e-learning program. Jill McGillan, welcome. welcome. Welcome to HR Trends. How are you today?
2: I'm great, Bonnie. Great to be here.
1: Thank you so much. Where are you calling from? I think I know.
2: San Francisco.
1: Of course, of course. And we'll find out about the weather and what you're drinking in the second segment of the show. Thanks for joining us, Jill. Simon Mitchell. General Manager for DDI in the UK. Again, that's Development Dimensions International. Diane is on hold and asked me to mention the whole name of the company, and I will, Diane. And Simon heads the multinational client marketing globally for DDI. He has published thought leadership pieces including, and I'm quoting the titles, Talent Beyond Borders, Lessons for Leaders from the People Who Matter, Sales Perceptions Research, Failing the Interview, and Leaders in Transition, Stepping Up, Not Off. Simon has been featured on Radio 4, BBC World Service, The Times, Financial Times, business review europe management today and today he's on sap game changers radio welcome simon mitchell how are you
3: i'm very well bonnie thanks it's a pleasure to be here with everyone today
1: i'm glad where are you calling from today
3: i'm calling from sunny london england
1: well, my goodness, that's a <laughs> that's non sequitur. Sunny, uh, my goodness, I don't know if it's a, an oxymoron or just an non sequitur. We'll go with that. Thank you for dialing in, Simon. We'll be talking to you a lot more in just a few minutes. And rounding out our panel, as I said, is Bridget McGinnis Day. She's the Executive BP of Human Resources for SAP. In that role, she's responsible for overseeing SAP's largest organizational unit, Global Customer Operations, GCO. She leads the HR Business partner organization that focuses on global, regional, and country specific enablement of all respective GCO business leaders and employees, accounting for more than 25,000 people worldwide. Bridget has piloted and run initiatives, including Build Your Brand, LEAP, L E A P stands for Leadership Excellence Acceleration Program. I like that. Talent Roundtables and People Communities. Welcome, Bridget McGinnis Day. How are you today?
4: I'm great. Thank you for having me.
1: Pleasure, pleasure. Where are you calling from, Bridget?
4: I'm here in Newtown Square, it is sunny here, and it was pretty bad yesterday, but it's great today.
1: I'm on Long Island, and I think we have the same weather system, so yes, it's a beautiful beautiful sunny day today. Welcome, and thanks for joining us, Bridget. Okay, let's go back into our opening. I'm going to pull apart the quotes. One at a time, ask each panelist why you sent me these quotes. We have some interesting quotes from a movie, The Dead Poets Society, something from Bob Thacker, Office Max, Senior VP, and something from Oscar Wilde. That's a very interesting mix. So let's start with you, Jill, from Next Turn, and ask Jill, no matter what people tell you, words and ideas can change the world. Why did you Pick that quote for today's topic, Jill McGillan?
2: Well, I think a lot about HR is about influencing, and I think sometimes we don't understand how important the HR department is. You talked at the front end, Bonnie, about the fact that other departments might come first. If you think about it, the HR department is the umbrella department, it's the employee's first contact with the company, it's their last contact with the company, and it's many contacts in between. So they have the potential to be highly impactful for the entire company, and that's different than any other department in a company.
1: Okay. And interestingly enough, is there something I know that uh, obviously Dead Poets Society was about an education topic. Is there anything resonated about that movie that made this come to mind for you? It's a great quote, by the way.
2: Well, I think it's about the, in that particular story, the teacher was extremely influential in um, influencing the students. And I think there was the correlation there was how impactful HR can be in influencing culture and productivity in a company.
1: Okay, thank you very much, Jill. Great words of wisdom. We'll be talking to you more when we get into the roundtable portion of the show. Let's move to Simon Mitchell from DDI. Interesting quote. Simon, I was mentioning to someone on another call for another radio show we're doing that you had quoted Bob Thacker. And I can't remember who the person was, but he said, Oh, I'm a good friend of Bob Thacker's. That's a great quote thought that was interesting. So, small world. Simon, you said all advertising is unwanted, so if you're going to crash the party, bring some champagne with you. How is that relevant to our topic today, the HR-led business? Simon Mitchell? Yeah.
3: Interesting question, Bonnie. So, the quotes from, as you said, the world of marketing, it's the it's sort of profession that I grew up before I moved into the talent space. And I think it says largely what it means, that if you're going to impose your ideas on someone especially if they're not asking for you to, um, uh, to sort of intervene, you better deliver something that's valuable, that's memorable, and even fun. And I think the analogy to the world of HR is that if you're just seen as a, as a systems and process policeman, then you're never going to have the respect um, that, the, that the profession can do. So if you're going to crash the party, make sure you do crash it with something that business wants and business needs and something that they're going to want to drink and not be forced to drink.
1: Very interesting. How much do you think, and I don't want to preempt what we're going to talk about in the roundtable, Simon, but how much work do you think has to happen, related back to my intro, how much has to happen that they're going to want to drink that HR-led business model champagne? Is that a, a huge leap of faith? Is it something that's happening in some companies, some parts of the world? Just give us a little sneak peek, Simon.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that there's some fantastic pockets of, of, of really good practice, but too often with the clients that I work with, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing that the HR and talent departments are really viewed as more uh, those process and systems policemen. And it can be so much, much more than that. And I think that's the, the challenge and the opportunity for the HR profession at the moment.
1: Do you think that comes from the top? Well, we'll get into that later. This is something I'm going to want to cover is is where does it come from to get the right people into HR leadership where there will be that respect and that understanding of what HR can contribute and make that the best champagne for the company. So we'll talk more. Thank you, Simon. Bridget McInnes-Day, you're next up. You quoted Oscar Wilde. This is such a fantastic quote. Bridget, I think everybody should have this on a little emblem in their wallet or the bumper of their car or on their office door. Be yourself. Everyone else is taken, really. Talk to to me, Bridget. How does that relate to today's topic, Business Model Trends, the HR
4: business? Please. Thanks, Bonnie. Uh, one of the things I wanted to link this to is brand. And I learned about six years ago how important your personal brand is on all things career and personal. And one of the things we talk here about whether or not the CEO is saying that, that HR is the top agenda or talent is, it really is all about your brand. So if you're managing any program, initiative, Service from an HR perspective, we need to give tools to our people on how do they manage their brand because those are the things that speak loudly within an organization. It really helps either make or break your career. So whatever okay. you want to call it, we need to give them some really more stealth-like tools to actually navigate an organization, like building your brand. About five years ago, um, my daughter and I were walking down the street in Heidelberg, and she I wish well, she was three at the time, and she says to me, "Well, you know, I'm the only fancy one in this family." I said, well, wow, it's me, my husband, and her. Okay, so what do you mean by that? And she says, well, you dress like a man. She says, you wear black, you wear brown, you wear gray, and you always wear pantsuits. She says, I'm, I'm the only fancy one in this family. So I thought, wow, I've obviously grown up in a consulting organization up through corporate, and I thought, wow, do I dress to, to the norm or do I dress how I want to be? So I at that time, really re- reflected on, What my personal brand was and why was I either conforming or dressing and really made it, made a change and, uh, our color, dresses, all that, but that really precedes you as your personal brand. So it took a three year old to tell me that I dressed like a man, which was obviously not a compliment. (laughs) So, and that's really where thinking about brand and connecting it to everything you do from an HR perspective because it doesn't feel like an HR initiative.
1: That's very interesting. I have to share a quick <laughs> anecdote with you. I'm laughing so hard I can barely talk, Bridget. When when I was living in Eugene, Oregon many years ago, and a newly divorced young mom raising two children, and I would go to parent-teacher com- conferences, and I was the only mom in high heels and a, and a, a straight skirt, not a tight skirt, but a straight skirt, mm-hmm. and I liked to dress up for work. I was a, a programmer analyst in those days, and uh, my daughter would say to me, why can't you look like all the other moms? <laughs> They're wearing jeans and pants, and she was five. Why can't you look like all the so I was already strutting my brand, but that's interesting. Uh, we have a, about two minutes before the end of this actually, one minute. But Bridget, I just want to take this one step further with what you said before we go to break, if you don't mind. Sure. The question is Does an HR led business require the HR department to have a brand that is so unique and compelling and strong that the rest of the business sits up and listens when managers get to ra- that big table and they say, Wow. They are in a leadership position. We'd better pay attention to them. This is not just process. This is a company department that is leadership-driven and is important
4: to us. Does that have to happen? It does, and I think I heard Simon say it as well. It's, It's not the push. It's the pull. And then we have to differentiate ourselves um, in terms of what we deliver to the business. And that's where the brand comes in and how we deliver the things that are baseline, they've got to work. But anything above and beyond from there, that's where the excitement should happen, and that's really about how do you connect with the business and with the people. Not pushing out programs, it's the pull. And that's where that excitement or the leadership in HR has to be different because if that's how you get that niche with it, with the business and actually the pull comes.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Thanks for indulging me there. You know what? We're up to our first break. You're mm-hmm. listening to HR Trends with Game Changers. My very special guests today are Jill McGillin, Ask Jill, Work Advice columnist and founder of Next Turn. Simon Mitchell, Mitchell DDI, calling from the UK, Development Dimensions International, and Bridget McGinnis Day. <sighs> Big time HR at SAP. She knows what she's talking about. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. We'll be right back. Don't even think of touching that app, that mouse, that dial, whatever you're doing to listen. Stay tuned. We have a lot more. The HR-led business. You don't want to miss this conversation. Brad, out.
0: comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. With companies like yours competing aggressively for top talent today, HR tactics must be comprehensive and precise. Today's reality, your HR department is faced with the demands of a multi-generational and globalized workforce, diversity and inclusion policies, work-life integration challenges, and more. The bottom line, you need to attract and retain the best fit talent to support your strategies and goals, optimize your employee engagement, and become an industry-leading employer of choice. HR Trends with Game Changers is presented by SAP. Visit www.sap.com. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You're enjoying HR Trends with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Email your comments and questions to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet during and after the live show at Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to HR trends with Game Changers.
1: You know what time it is? It's time for me to ask my three special guests what they're drinking today or what they want us to think they're drinking because we are part of the Coffee Break with Game Changers Umbrella Series at SAP here. So let's kick it off with Jill McGillan from Next Turn and Ask Jill. What is Ask Jill drinking today, please?
2: So, Bonnie, I have jasmine green tea in my cup. And the reasons are it is a healthy antioxidant. Of course, in Northern California, we care about that. Um, it's caffeinated, but it's not over-caffeinated, and uh, I love the color green. I think part of that's my nationality, so um, it works.
1: Wonderful, and nationality would be? Irish. Okay, Irish I of think- the green. We're wearing of the green, drinking of the green. We have a new slogan there, Jill, the drinking of the green. I like it. I do, too. (laughs) Okay. Never know what happens on live radio. Thank you. You sound very healthy today. Simon Mitchell, all the way in the U.K. today. What drinkest thou, Mr. Mitchell?
3: Well, of course, Bonnie. It's only got to be one thing, isn't it? And that's tea. So right now it's an Earl Grey tea, nice China mug, skimmed milk, no sugar. You know, it's one of the few things, I think, one of the few things that the U.K. does um, better than anybody else in the world. And I think of myself as a global citizen, but when I am traveling, that's the one thing I really do miss. And we look forward to uh, drinking when I come back home is a proper cup of tea, freshly boiled water, freshly drawn water. Fantastic.
1: Very nice. We once had a guest from the U.K. tell us his exact recipe, including the thickness of the china cup, the millimeters, Simon. It was very, very interesting. We've had some great stories, but I want to ask you, Earl Grey sometimes seems to have a blend of lavender in it. Does yours have that, a little bit of a a scent or a nose of lavender, perhaps?
3: No, it's bergamot, actually. But um,
1: Oh, okay. Yeah,
3: but um, no, not lavender for me.
1: Okay, thank you very much. And Bridget McKinnis Day from SAP, what are you drinking today, Bridget?
3: Well, so three
4: for three, I'm drinking tea as well, but I'm having oh. the Irish berries tea. So uh, back from heritage-wise uh, as well, I love the Irish tea, also love the English tea. So I would say both, both are really great, and it's a breakfast tea. And I thank also you. have it in my big yes. SAP branded mug with the big blue label. Oh,
1: wonderful! You know what? After the show, I'm going to ask you all, all three of you to send me your snail mail, and we will send you an SAP Game Changers Radio official mug, and you can do a taste test and tell me if it if the <laughs> tea tastes tastes better in our mug. It's a pretty nice mug, by the way. My co producer Malcolm Kimberlin says to me today he's drinking a Starbucks tribute, not his usual Phil's Coffee. I think you've abandoned Phil's Coffee, Malcolm. He says not my usual, but it's tasty, and I know Tom Flanagan, who is the the uh, What should I call him? The everything person to the show says, Oh, he's washing down his butter and MCT oil-infused bulletproof coffee with O.J. from Cafe One in Palo Alto. Thank you very much. Just in time, Tom. Okay, let's get serious now, kids. Let's go into the roundtable portion of the show. I want to start it off with... you know what, Jill McGillan asked Jill, a couple of talking points you sent me before the show. I'm going to read them to you, Jill, and let's use this as a starting point and have everybody jump in. You say, influencing has become one of the most important skills in the workplace. Human resources, professionals are in the role of influencing. That's where I'd like to start because that's a good way to lead into our HR-led, HR-led trends business model topic, Jill. So tell us about what is the role of influencing? We alluded to some of it in the opening, but let's go a little deeper. Let's dive. So Jill McGillan, start us off, please. Well, I mentioned, Bonnie, the
2: idea that HR has is impactful because it touches all departments. Some of the issues that are going on in the workplaces today are siloing between departments and a lack of understanding of, you know, really that the umbrella. I, I like the way Bridget talked about the HR brand, but also the, the brand of the company and what the culture is. And the HR department has the ability to... Break down those silos because they have the overview of the entire company. They can influence individual employees' leadership as well as um, work with metrics. I also talked about metrics, mm-hmm. which are the measurements of how to you know measure how the company's doing, and the influencing of the metrics are important because metrics give credibility to HR. They they let the business partners know that HR understands the business and wants to be proactive in terms of influencing the culture and productivity of the company.
1: Okay, thank you, Jill. Simon, I want you to chime in, but I have a, a point I'd like you to address, Simon. You say what the HR profession is often focusing on, and you can reference the metrics, Jill must, just mentioned, is seen as having no or little value to the business. Is this really true? And what size companies are you referencing, Simon? This sounds very very negative, very down. So, so tell me the value, the basis for this statement, and then how bad is it?
3: Yeah, thanks, Bonnie. I mean, it's, it's, this is uh, taken for some research that uh, DDI conducted in the middle of this year, and we asked about 400 board level and board level below people from MNC organizations, we said, you know, that these are the things that HR are typically focusing on. You know, what adds most value to your organization and what adds least value? And some of the things that that the business don't, just didn't see any value at all in what HR was delivering mm-hmm. to them were some of the things that the, that the profession is sort of focusing on. I'm thinking there about things like, diversity issues, which is a particularly big thing here in Europe at the moment. Hate information systems, um, disciplinary matters, protecting people from legal issues. You know, those are sort of hygiene factors, I think, that the the profession Mm -hmm. needs to do and needs to do well. But it's what it can um, do over and above those things to add real value that I think is the most important thing. And I think a lot of that, as Jill was just saying, is to do with with influence, um, building those relationships sort of value that the department can add, which then does help build that influence. So, um, yeah, there's sort of a, almost a paradox here between what the, what, the, what the function is focusing on, what the business needs. I was speaking with, with a, a senior HR person from a, from a bank, and what they were saying, it's almost like that the, that the function is going through um, a crisis of confidence at the moment.
1: Very interesting. And uh, Bridget McGinnis Day from SAP, I want you to chime in, but, but something specific you told me before the show, which goes to what Simon was just saying and, and somewhat what Jill said. You say, HR creates solutions without keeping our leaders and employees top of mind. We react instead of being proactive. We need to change this misconception. That sounds very damning to me,
4: Bridget. Where does that come from? Yeah. So I, I can resonate with what I've heard also as, as well. Yeah. In terms of the overall brand, so there's one thing about what you're working on that's supposed to be streamlined and really just work for the company, versus what you exude or your brand externally to everybody else. So if they think HR, what do they think about? Um, and so if 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 we talk about influence or we talk about um, whether it's confidence, I think it's really about you know. How well do you know the business? How well are you a part of the business? So if you're building solutions or services that aren't, nobody needs, we think they need, or we think it's a best practice out there because it's something we think within our quote unquote silo within HR, it's not going to be a pull within the organization. It's a push, a force. Nobody wants to be forced to do things that may or may not be adding value. So the question is, do we go out there and we and we look at ways at SAP to design thinking where we get the leaders and employees to help build our solutions or our services based Jill, on what can the needs try- are?
1: Good. Mm-hmm. And what? The, how do we know what the needs are, Jill? What What do you uh, What do you see from your standpoint? And Jill, by the way, what kinds of things do you talk about? What questions do you ask, get on Ask Jill? I'm curious.
2: A lot of uh, working, how do I work better with my manager? How do I work better in a team project, uh, team environment because so-and-so isn't doing as much as I'm doing? So it's a lot of uh, co- sort of coworker issues as well as working with bosses and that sort of thing. That seems to be popular. But it's also, I'm, I'm hearing more and more about the silo breakdown between departments, and that's where I think HR has such high impact. And I also, um, the whole idea of, using the brand and, and using the role that they have where they touch all the departments in more impactful. I think one of the major shifts in HR was about five years ago the idea of HR business partner became popular. It's particularly popular in the Bay Area. I think it's expanding as almost a norm now where instead of a HR department that sort of lived in a black hole, you started identifying individual HR people that were assigned to certain departments and I think that was the beginning of a shift. Um, to Simon's point, I think we are in transition. It's it's a it's we're we're not there yet. We're the HR department is on the way to becoming more impactful, but I think there is a perception that's sort of pre-existing about them being more the cops of the company or the mouthpiece mm-hmm. of the legal department, being averse to risk. And I think that's starting to shift. I see some positive change where people are starting to see. HR is a valuable business partner, a strategic leader, and having a seat at the table.
1: Interesting, Jill. I want to ask you a question. Uh, there's a term you use here in my notes called collaborative inquiry. What exactly is that when we apply it to HR? Okay,
2: so um, and it sort of ties into this HR business partner role. In the past, I think HR was seen as only a value as it relates to compliance and kind of the cop of the company. And now I think it's shifting where HR is being brought in for providing solutions and identifying strategic plans and goal setting. There's, I, I see in the companies that I work with a shift of seeing, you know, approaching HR with more respect, and HR is approaching departments with a collaborative inquiry of, What do we want to do in the future? How do we want to make the company grow and have a more important role as opposed to a service department to tell us what we can't do? What's, what, what, where the risk is? So I think that's shifted a bit and it's, I I see it shifting in a more positive direction because even in the trenches of the HR generalist role, they're collaborating with the departments. I'm being invited in as a, HR is being invited into training sessions as opposed to being outside the
3: picture.
1: Very interesting. Simon, you want to comment on this? I have two minutes till break. I'd love to hear your take on, on what Jill's talking about in terms of the collaborative role.
3: Yeah, I, I, and I would agree with everything that Jill's saying. I think that there is a huge opportunity, and the best HR business partners that I see are really doing that, and they're being pulled, as we've said, into the departments. Interestingly, though, when when, when I'm talking with clients, what what departmental leaders often say is that the business needs the HR um, partner more than I do because I'm better, you know, I've got, a, I've got a better handle on the business. I don't need HR, the rest of the business does. And I think that's sort of telling In, in, in that if we, if we just restrict this to wanting to change the, the role, the, the, the title of the HR um, department and business partner, I think that almost gives it a disservice. It really has to come from everything that the function is doing Um, and and all that value that they can bring to the departments. And we'll probably come back to this after the break, but we we Mm -hmm. really interrogated the way that the business leaders want to see HR interacting with the departments, and that uh, gave some really fascinating data.
1: Good, good point. We'll pick up when we take our... After a halfway break, we come back with the second part of the roundtable. You're listening to HR Trends with Game Changers. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Delighted today to be speaking with Jill McGillan. Next turn, and Ask Jill columnist, Simon Mitchell from DDI, that's Development Dimensions International, and Bridget McGinnis Day from SAP. We're talking about the HR-led business. How influential are they? How much of a climb up is it going to take for HR to have a truly equal, if not very proactive, seat at the management table and become important? equally or more important than the other departments in the company. The HR-led business model. Is it yours yet? You may want to adopt it after hearing my experts today. We'll be right back. Don't even think of touching that dial. Brad out.
0: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. With companies like yours competing aggressively for top talent today, HR tactics must be comprehensive and precise. Today's reality, your HR department is faced with the demands of a multi-generational and globalized workforce, diversity and inclusion policies, work-life integration challenges, and more. The bottom line, you need to attract and retain the best fit talent to support your strategies and goals, optimize your employee engagement, and become an industry-leading employer of choice. HR Trends with Game Changers is presented by SAP. Visit www.sap.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You're enjoying HR Trends with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Email your comments and questions to bonnie.d.gram.com at SAP.com And you're invited to tweet during and after the live show at Twitter, hashtag SAPRADIO Now, let's get back to HR Trends with Game Changers.
1: We're going to start off this segment with Simon Mitchell, the General Manager for DDI Development Dimensions International in the UK. Simon, you had some more statistics from your DDI research you wanted to share with us. So why don't you start us off, please?
3: Yeah, thanks, Bonnie. So so we asked these these 400 um, senior people, we said, look, if, you, if, you could, if you're thinking about the best HR person that you've ever worked with, first of all, how much more effective do you think your, your own department would be? And the average came out as 25% more effective, and that's, that's a huge increase in productivity. Um, and then we asked, right, so what did that person, what did that best HR person do that made them the best? And it's things like, you know, connected the HR programs to the business was a great coach to me, helped me build that departmental capability, really acted as a a foil for me when I was exploring ideas. Um, So it was really about the sort of insight level and, and the level of partnership that they were able to bring to the department.
1: Simon, do people trust HR? Do they really trust it? I'm talking not – well, let's put it this way. Every manager in a company was hired as a person, a human being, and had to go through that portal, that HR gateway, if you will. So they have a relationship with HR. They may be sitting at the table with the head of HR, but they're also somebody who has to deal with HR at their level. How is the trust level? I, we haven't brought this up today, I don't think yet, in the conversation, but I'm just curious because I know when people hear HR, they think, oh, you better not call HR. How trustworthy is HR and, and is HR really on the side of the employee, which of course is a very broad population in any company, or is it on the side of management? Can you just give us a, a brief insight, Simon? I'm going to ask Bridget and Jill to chime in on this as well, please.
3: Yeah, sure, Winnie. Well, I, you know, first of all, I wouldn't say that it's a, it's a question of being on the side of anybody because I think that, you know, an organization. Is a sum of its parts. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think whether it's trustworthy or not, I, I, I'm not sure. Is the point? I think what the point is, however, that HR does need to invest much, much more time than it has done um, to date in building those internal relationships. And as I said, mm-hmm. you know, being close to departments, helping break the, the, the silos down, as Jill and Bridget were saying, you know, and really being that that, that true partner um, um, within the departments.
1: Okay, Jill, what do you find? What what are the concerns of your Ask Jill listeners, your Ask Jill inquirers, if you will? What what are their concerns about HR today?
3: Um,
2: I think as much as possible, HR needs to uh, sort of rewind that tendency for the perception to be the the value of HR to be about compliance and service and no risk. And the best VPs of HR that I work with are, talk about how to bring solutions to the table versus we can't do this. So it's a, it's about an approach. It's about an attitude of being that collaborative partner and figuring out a solution versus being a naysayer. And I think Bridget probably has the most experience with this because exactly. listening to her, she, uh, I'd be interested to hear what she has to
4: say about this. Yeah, it's yes, Bridget, Brid- I think that yeah. that's one of the things that's easy to say no but it's mm-hmm. not easy to be consultative. So you need to listen, understand what the real root cause is. A lot of times leaders or employees tell us what the, the root issue is and how to fix it, and a lot of times they don't know what they need, and it's that listening consultative approach. But unless you really understand the business – and the people, you're not going to be able to deliver a solution that's going to, fit, to be a win-win for the company and the, the leaders and the people. So that consultative approach by knowing the business is what's really needed back to Simon's point. If you had that one that you remembered that was really effective, if you had a, your entire staff was like that, it would be a very big game changer for HR. Absolutely. And, and and just,
3: can I just pick up on sure, that ahead. as well because yes, you know, we're please. talking about building relationships here. And I, but I think there's, I think there's also a, um, a, um, room for being a real sort of challenger mm-hmm. to what the business is, is, is doing at the moment because, you know, I think that the, the best HR people are ad, able to have that unique perspective and add real, and real, real insight to what uh, the departments are doing. Now, that depends. You know, you've got to know the business very well. You've got to know where the value comes from in the business. But it's also, you've got to be comfortable with with challenging and pushing back. And I think it was Jill that used the word risk, which Mm -hmm. I think is is important. Mm -hmm. If you're not willing to risk, um, um, you know, uh, introducing ideas which are not completely palatable, then I don't think that we're able to, we're going to add the value that we need to or we could do.
4: Yeah, and Simon, just to add on that, it's Bridget. It's about accountability. So, It's not for HR to say no or yes. It's for it's really to challenge and think of different opportunities or solutions and to to really pull out the thoughts around it because the impact has to live with the leader or the employee. And that's where I think the shift on the conversation ends. It's not my accountability in HR to say whether or not you do something. It's you as a leader. Is this your brand? It's how you want to show up? And this is the leader you want to be? Then this is the impact you'll have with these decisions. And those are the conversations we have to really push the boundaries for leaders to get them in that space where they think, hmm, probably not the best thing to do and it 's their decision, not ours
1: oh, very interesting, very so I think we're talking about empowerment here Bridget, I have a question for you in the whole panel, but i 'd like to kick it off with you. who are known as or who is known as today the top HR led business HR leaders? in companies around the world. Are there any superstars? Are there people when you go to a conference, Bridget and Simon and Jill, you say, oh, I'm looking forward to hearing from so-and-so because he or she has aspired. They have climbed that ladder. They have un- understood, uh, Bridget, I'm quoting something you told me, mirroring natural behaviors and considering the people experience in their organizations. They know the business. They're consultative. They're proactive. Who are the stars and how would you emulate them if you wanted a career as an HR leader? I know there's a lot in that question. Please take it in. Any- where you want, Bridget?
4: I think the history has always been, we talk about GE, PepsiCo, where they, a lot of the HR leads come from those companies. The question where really for me is, where are the companies that are really focusing on their brand and they're doing one or two things really well and they're known mm-hmm. and marketed well within their organization, internally and externally? That's one thing for HR that can do that differently. Google does it really well. A lot of different companies that do it, but they have a niche and they've really focused in. And that's where I think that we will probably get the biggest bang from an HR perspective look at those companies where they've done something different. They've broken glass. They've gone at it completely differently, and they're going to be the wave of the future.
1: Interesting. And not only the wave of the future for themselves, but I would guess, Bridget, that they're going to be the wave of the future for smaller companies, Mm -hmm. low-end SMEs, and new entrepreneurs to emulate. Because we talk about leaders very often within the context of a company. What about in an industry? What about in, an, in a, a geography? The leaders are not just in, in each company, but there are more and more companies. Thank you, Bridget. Great point. Simon or Jill, you want to chime in on what, uh, what uh, Bridget just said?
3: Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, the, the sort of the HR um, leaders that I like to listen to when I go to conferences are the people that have almost stopped being HR um, leaders, you know the people that, that just talk business, but through the lens of people uh, and the difference that that can make. But they, you know, they they are not they're not talking about the HR metrics. What they're talking about is business metrics and how that connects to culture, and particularly in times of change. You know, there's a lot of industries at the moment going through a huge change, and I'm thinking about um, the financial services industry, and I'm thinking about oil and gas industry with the with the sort of rise of the, of the risk culture, the, the avoidance of risk culture that they need to to, um, to employ. So I think there's a lot of change, and I think that the best, as I said, the best HR people are the people that just talk business first.
1: Very interesting. Jill, I bet you have some names to add or some companies you'd you like know, us to um,
2: think about. It's In preparing for the show, I did a little research on our panelists, and I was, mm-hmm. of course, Bridget's in the VP role at SAP. I work a lot with another German company, Zeiss, so I was I'm very interested in SAP for you know because of the cultural aspects and the connection to the German uh, the German company. And she's got a Bridget's got a YouTube that was fascinating on uh, expanding on sort of what we're talking about today, the importance of having a dashboard and HR metrics and bringing value to the business partners. So. I think she herself would be considered a leader among the HR professionals, in, in, at least in the Bay Area. Uh, SAP is widely regarded. Um, I think some of the uh, companies that she mentioned. I mean, we we have a plethora of companies in the Bay Area, along with SAP, that are considered Apple, considered leaders, Google, um, where HR is taking that strong role of being more than just a, a department that is a service orientation, but leading the business. So I I think uh, high tech is a wonderful sector to look at for those kind of um, leaders in that HR role.
1: Thank you all. I have a nomenclature. I have a, yeah, Jill. Yeah, uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Jill and Bridget. Uh, we're applauding you. Uh, that was that was a very nice accolade, and I know very very well deserved from Jill. So thank you. Good to see that that synergy on the panel. I have a nomenclature question for all three of my panelists. I know a while back we started calling HR was renamed or called again differently. HCM, Human Capital Management. Can you explain for us the differences? Anybody take this? Is it, are certain companies calling that department HCM or some calling it HR? Because HR goes way back in the day when I was starting to work for companies, probably before a couple of you were born. So the question is, uh, what is the difference? Is there a difference between HCM and HR? When we talk about an HR-led business, should we be also saying an HCM-led business? Who can help me out here?
4: It's, it's Bridget. So I, uh, when I first, uh, started being an HR business partner from Total Rewards, I went in to talk to the leaders and say, hey, what's the value here? And we built a human capital management system or, a, really a dashboard. And I really I fed on the people. They're so competitive. So we showed the dashboards up and, and get against each other. And next thing you know, they wanted to see all the metrics and they wanted to compete. And you think, well, you, you show things in the way that actually is going to be receptive in terms of the culture you um, are supporting. They love the metrics, and I showed them you're, if someone's here and, and on an average tenure makes their revenue x x amount over x years, you can actually predict your revenue from regression analysis. And I said your your team is this young in terms of tenure. What's your plan to get to your number? all of a sudden we're having a different conversation. So I think it's around, you know, you can build the metrics behind that, your human capital plan, I would say, and your Mm -hmm. strategy, versus really thinking about the people experience. And that's how we're trying to look at it. If you think from outside in, consumer in, what's our people experience and and if you're if you're an employee it's not about the standard approach everyone doesn't want to have a standard career development program they want to know what SAP is doing for me SAP for me and my experience and that's how we're trying to turn it around versus HR HCM about the people experience and that's starting to resonate differently because it's touching the one to you versus a big mass rollout of standard programs
1: thank you you know what we're at break but i want to stretch this a little bit brad i'd like jill and simon just quickly to chime in as well agree disagree anything you want to add to hr side by side with the term hcm uh, jill simon
3: well, I mean, I, what I what I see, um, I think, is that the uh, the, the term HDM means and HR. In fact, means different things for different people. You know, some people are thinking talent management. Some people are thinking about more about that management of the resources that they have. Um, I, I would like to pick up on that on the point about the metrics. So, I think that it's really important to think about um, um, the end where you're trying to get to. Have your end in mind when you're starting a program, and when you do that, you can sort of work back from from the business um, um, effect you want to have with a program to what that means in terms of people. And you can work that back then in terms of programs for either groups of, of, of people in the organization or, in, in fact, individuals. Um, but I think you've really got to start with that end in mind.
1: Thank you very much. Jill, I'll give you 20 seconds here. You want to add something before we I, go to break? I just want to underscore the importance of metrics.
2: All, you know, just we talked a little bit about it earlier. I think the dashboard and metrics – they give credibility to the HR department and I think that's a really important point because that's not always there naturally and I think it's a, it's a very important way to get, have a seat at the table.
1: Thank you very much. You know what? We're at our final break. When we come back, I'm gonna ask all three guests, Jill McGillan from Next Turn and ask Jill, Work Vice Work Advice Columnist, Simon Mitchell from DDI, and Bridget McGinnis Day from SAP to polish off the crystal ball. I know you've got one sitting around somewhere. Your HR, you must be able to see ahead. Not light years, but let's go to twenty eighteen. Five years from today, if we had this conversation about business model trends, the HR-led business, what would we be saying on this topic? I'm Bonnie D. Graham. You're listening to hr trends with game changers presented by sap and nice accolades to our own bridget mcginnis day from jill McGillan on the show today brad take us out we'll be right back with our predictions don't even think of touching that dial that mouse that app out.
0: from the boardroom to you voice america business network With companies like yours competing aggressively for top talent today, HR tactics must be comprehensive and precise. Today's reality, your HR department is faced with the demands of a multi-generational and globalized workforce, diversity and inclusion policies, work-life integration challenges, and more. The bottom line, you need to attract and retain the best fit talent to support your strategies and goals, optimize your employee engagement, and become an industry-leading employer of choice. HR Trends with Game Changers is presented by SAP. Visit www.sap.com Enjoying HR Trends with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Email your comments and questions to bonnie.d.graham at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet during and after the live show at Twitter, hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to HR Trends with Game Changers.
1: During the break, my three esteemed panelists were polishing off the crystal ball so they can tell us how clearly they see five years ahead from today or any time frame within their view or their purview. We're going to start off this crystal ball section with Jill McGillen. Ask Jill and Next Turn. Jill, talk to me. So Next Turn is in the business,
2: uh, in the learning and development space, so that would be the area of expertise that I could speak from. And what I think five years from now HR will be leading the charge on increased e-learning. I think there's, uh, there, there's only going to be more on, more of on-demand learning. It will explode because the number of remote employees will explode, so there'll be a need to communicate with remote employees. There'll be a need to have a highly well-informed, highly skilled workforce, and the high-tech sector will only you know, expand to meet that demand.
1: Okay. Thank you, Jill. Simon Mitchell, I know you had some things you still wanted to add from the roundtable. Got plenty of time. Why don't you talk to me and Thanks, then we'll
3: please. do your, your predictions. Thank you. Go ahead. So my, my prediction is that the, that the HR function, however you want to describe that talent function, however you want to describe it, is going to be much more at the forefront of global business than it is now. And i tell you why I think that's the case. Um, I think that, you know, globalization is is um, something that's going to march on. It's not going away anytime soon. And I think that many organizations just have this massive global resource of people at the moment that they, they're just unable to use because um, they, re- they they regard the people resources they have are very siloed or geographically dispersed. And I think that the, the, the function has a real... Um, opportunity here to pull everyone together and to really help organizations see what see the the, the huge resource it has around the world and to be able to use that resource. And that is to do with um, things like technology and big data and just some of the implementation that um, 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 processes that uh, that HR can do. There's a lot of things that are going to bring this together. But I just think that that HR is at a real turning point. And if it gets this right it can sort of make a huge leap into the future, um, something that has been looking for for the past years, I think.
1: Okay. Any any specifics you're doing in your research that are long-term studies at DDI that you think will have some outcomes we'll be interested in if we talked about, if we had you back in five years from today, Simon, anything you would be able to say, yes, our research starting in 2013 now shows us that, fill in the blank. Anything ongoing?
3: Yeah, well, there's a couple of things. You know, one of the things that we're trying to work out at the moment is is a talent management continuum. And what I mean by that is that, again, talking about this global, um, globalization of the world and globalization of business, well, what does that actually mean? You know, where are organizations now? Where are they going to move to? What are the steps that are going to take a business from, from um, more local to truly global businesses? And, and, and what does that mean? And what are the real benefits that, that can accrue from that? So we're just trying to work on some of that at the moment. We're just undertaking um, uh, the leadership forecast, which is a huge piece of uh, leadership research around the world, which is going to help us fill in some of those dots. So I hope to be able to share that with you soon.
1: Thank you very much. Appreciate that, Simon Mitchell from DDI. And rounding out our prediction segment, well, we're not done yet. We actually have a lot of time. But Bridget McGinnis Day from SAP, what do you see in the crystal ball? Can you go five years out for me,
4: please, Bridget? Sure. I'm going to add on both Jill and Simon's points. Yes. Uh, Because I think they're all valid for the future. It's really uh, for for me too. It's about technology. If I've got almost a 70,000-person organization, and to Simon's point, how do I know where the talents are, where they want, where they will and want to move to, and so that I can fill the needs of the business. Very quickly. And that talent landscape is what I need, and I under, need to understand their skill sets, their, their wishes, their, their career development, and we can really make it a much more open marketplace. And we're almost there. I'll say at SAP, we're almost there. We have mm-hmm. such a tight network. It's word of mouth, and it's also our new systems we have. However, the future picks it much more open, transparent, and navigated via the people. And that's the thing. It's outside in versus inside out. And HR, goes from being a back office to a front office, and it's part of running with the business. That's that's the only way to actually rebuild the brand and show the, the value add to the business.
1: Thank you very much, Bridget. And I have – let's see. We probably have about four minutes left to the end. I need to save one for me. I'm very selfish. I have my own Mm -hmm. predictions. I'm going to give you each a minute. I have a bonus question. Question of the day is to my panel regarding the HR-led business. If you had uh, had the opportunity to counsel a small company just getting off the ground and they were going to start out with a team of, let's say, 25 people – And they didn't know exactly who would be the best suited for HR. They were just some, they were mostly techies. They were sitting around the table and they said, you know, we really want to take this company into the future. We want to hit as a global brand, hit the ground running, and we know we're going to be expanding very quickly. But we need the right people, the right mindset, the right metrics. Everything the three of, four of you, four of us have been talking about today. Who would that person be? How could you write a quick, verbal job description of who would be the best person at the table or perhaps the only one to take that job. Let's start off with Jill McGillan. What should they look for when bringing in or selecting around the table their HR leader from the get-go? Jill?
2: Two things. One, first of all, I think the person has to have that collabor- sort of the collaborative inquiry skills to be able to listen, to be able to be consultative, to, to be able to learn. Uh, the second thing is to be a visionary, creative Understanding what's on the horizon, what what the you know what what's next, um, to look be able to look forward. Those are two skills I think would be really important to look for in a person.
1: Thank you, Jill McGillen. Simon Mitchell, DDI. What do you think?
3: Yeah, I pick up on Jill's point there. I think I love the point about being a visionary and being creative. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Business in the future is not the same as business, business before. Um, I think that all of us need to be much more innovative, much more creative, much more challenging to what's gone on before. And I think that I would, I would employ the person that, that I see that spark in, you know, somebody who wants to, wants to move forward but do things in perhaps a different way.
1: Very interesting. Bridget McGuinness Day? Sure, Talk and I'll
4: uh, recap a little bit. Uh, doing it via a brand, so this this person's brand needs to be a connector. We heard that from Jill. Mm-hmm. Needs to be a thought leader. Period. I heard about innovation, but it has to see the things coming down in the future. Has to be strategic and oper- uh, taking strategy down to execution. And overall, we need to bring fun back into the workplace. And I think that's the connector piece of an HR person that can be the future.
1: Thank you, Bridget. And I have one point you made before I do my predictions, something you told me before the show. I want to bring this in because it's important for every one of our HR trends topics. You say people skills are dying skills. We've Mm -hmm. got to get out of our smartphones, connect with people. HR is all about the people experience. How can HR help or hinder that? Bridget, quickly.
4: Sure, we, we connect the people. After three emails, clearly people aren't connecting, and it's really having that that courage to go and have a conversation with someone, versus going back and forth in email. We probably could eliminate a lot of the issues we have in HR if people just could t- to address each other with respect and talk through it, versus going back and forth via whether whatever device it is.
3: Just really quickly, Bridget, I, I agree. Yes. You know, when we talk about these things, those those people skills as being the soft skills. They're not, they're the hard mm-hmm. skills and to do that and to do them well every day is not an easy skill, but they are developable.
1: Yep. Very interesting. Thank you all. Thanks for accepting my bonus round question. I appreciate it. And to your point, this is what people talking to people is all about. We're not a webinar minus the slides here on SAP Game Changers Radio. We're a bunch of people who are passionate about their topic, and the three of you certainly are about HR in general and HR-led business specifically today. So I want to do a special thank you to Jill McGillen, Simon Mitchell and Bridget McGinnis Day. I have some more shout-outs, but first, my predictions. Hey, HR trends with Game Changers, Tuesdays, 9 a.m., Pacific, 12 noon eastern well what can i tell you next week is october 15th already and our topic will be talent recruiting best practices i think that's an underlying thread in all of our topics but we will focus in tomorrow coffee break with game changers wednesdays at 8 pacific 11 eastern that's my flagship show tomorrow's october 9th sports technology what a show we have the cio of the nba national basketball association as well as the technology head from sailing team germany and steve peck from SAP and blogger Jen Cohen Crompton. I had to remember them all by memory. And what a show. We're talking about sports and technology. You don't want to miss that one. And guess what? Starting Thursday, October 10th, Thursdays, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, you won't believe it. We're starting another show, and it's called Startup Focus with Game Changers. The brand new series, debut topic, debut show is Why This Startup Now. You'll meet some energetic innovative, creative people who are hitting the ground running with their startups using amazing technology. You'll find out more about that, so join us on Thursdays. Again, thank you to Jill, Simon, and Bridget. You are all wonderful. Thanks for playing in the sandbox with me today. Great panelists. Shout-outs to, of course, Liz Brenner, Tom Flanagan. Wonderful. So glad you're with us on this series. Malcolm Kimberlin, as always. Diane Stetzer from DDI. Great job keeping Simon <laughs> online for us and getting all of the logistics worked out. Thank you, Diane, for your energy and and Brad, welcome back from vacation. Don't move, please. And the Business Channel team. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Here's my call to action. Fasten your seatbelt. What are you waiting for? Go out and be a game changer today. Talk to you tomorrow on Coffee Break. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks again for tuning in to HR Trends with Game Changers, presented by SAP the best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter, hashtag SAPRADIO. Please join host Bonnie D. Graham again next Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Business Channel. We wish you a positively game-changing week.